0: Namaste, my friends. Welcome back. Or if you're new here, welcome to the podcast. The Harmony Inspired Health Podcast brings you raw and real conversations from leaders in the industry about all things health, wellness, Ayurveda, and life. My name is Harmony, and I am your podcast host. I am an Ayurveda and integrative health practitioner who specializes in women's hormonal health, a registered nurse, and a business mentor. I'm on a mission to inspire, educate and empower women to take charge of their health, wealth and life. Don't forget to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. And if you listen on iTunes, please give us a five star rating so the wisdom shared in these episodes can be spread far and near. Thank you so much from my soul to yours. Before we hop into this awesome episode, I want to remind you that this episode is sponsored by my accredited program, Ayurveda Alchemist, which will certify you as an Ayurveda lifestyle and wellness coach. Ayurveda Alchemist is for women who are ready to get started with a fulfilling career in Ayurveda or for already established health, wellness and life coaches who want to create greater impact by offering a holistic framework that gets their clients exceptional and holistic results. This certification is what you need to step into the high level practitioner that you were born to be and stand out from the coaching crowd. You will experience undeniable growth as a premium health and wellness coach. You will be mentored by highly qualified facilitators, guest experts, and practitioners. Spots are strictly limited, so if you are ready to uplevel your life and help transform others' lives by becoming an Ayurveda alchemist, then head over to harmonyinspiredhealth.com.au and apply today. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hello, welcome everybody back to the podcast. This is Harmony, your podcast host. Today, I'm going to be talking with Sally Watson about overcoming imposter syndrome. Sally is a career coach who mentors professionals navigating a career change, reinventing themselves or progressing their career as leaders in their field. Part of her role as a career coach and mentor is to help her clients overcome imposter syndrome. But it is not just people pivoting careers that face imposter syndrome. It can creep up at different stages of our lives, holding us back from living our most inspired life. So I have invited Sally to come and talk to us about overcoming imposter syndrome. Welcome to the podcast, Sally.
1: Thank you so much for having me here, Harmony. I'm, I'm super excited to, to do this
0: with you. Hi, you're so welcome. I always start my podcasts with my rapid inspiration questions. So to get us started, can you inspire us with what your superpower is? Well, funnily
1: enough, my superpower is identifying and helping other people to discover and identify their superpowers
0: Uh unlocking people's superpowers
1: yeah absolutely I can I have an ability I always see the good in people anyway and so often I hear people um can You know, rattle off their weaknesses, and I'm really good at even being able to flip those into their strength and into their into a positive or into what their superpower is. And um, I've, you know, I've done interview coaching for many years, and it's something that I've always just done really naturally with people. When I'm coaching them, is asking, you know, they really struggle to say what their strengths are, and I'm like, "Well, well, tell me about your weaknesses, and and I can reframe what they present. in a a positive way. And they're kind of really shocked and they're like, oh
0: yeah, I am good at that. Beautiful. And what's your favorite quote or mantra at the moment? Oh, I've got two at the moment, if that's okay. (laughs) So I've been
1: using these quotes with my clients lately. And one of them is your career can only grow if you are growing. Mm -hmm. So really knowing that you know we have to be growing within ourselves if we expect our business or our career to be growing so if we're ever getting stagnant you know it's, it's kind of looking internally well what where's my next growth opportunity or what do I need to overcome to help my career or my business grow and the other one is I shared this on social media recently and and in one of my master classes and had some feedback from people that it can definitely you know stirred something in them and it's um if you don't know where you want to be in five years you're
0: already there yes I actually read that quote of yours I think I was like oh I like that (laughs) that's a good one yeah 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 so it can be a little bit confronting
1: and it's like oh shit totally exactly where I am in five years time if if I don't have any aspirational plan or directional goal or way to go
0: yeah absolutely and who or what is inspiring you at the moment oh my gosh Um, well,
1: this one would have to be, I actually have two coaches myself and it would have to be them. I'm just constantly inspired by what they're doing that the mastermind group that I'm in. So one of my coaches is Lisa Barry from raw leaders, and she is just absolutely on fire. And every time I have a session with her or go to a mastermind session, my mind is blown. Mm -hmm. Um, and my other Coach Haley Latcham from the Embodied Woman um, continually inspires me. The work that she does within her groups and the instant shifts that she makes with with women and building their confidence, um, yeah, it's totally inspiring. So that's that's
0: what comes to mind for me. Oh, brilliant. So I would love to hear more about what you do and mm-hmm. how you got into career coaching. Absolutely. Yeah. Well. I was one of them people that
1: never had any idea what I wanted to be when I grow up. Well, I I don't say never because you know as I was I think back to me in like kindergarten or you know when I was five and I, and I did know you know I wanted to be a hairdresser um, and then and then it started like disappearing. You know I, I would I I personally found a lot of pressure to have this idea of what you want to be when you grow up and and I now even notice that as I've got two young children that we start asking them from preschool and from starting school, what do you wanna be when you grow up? And, then, and there's all this pressure that you have to have the answer. Um, so I started just saying, I don't know, I don't know, as I then went on through school and, and then I would just stay stuck in this, I don't know. Um, so then I just sort of, you know, my career just, I just fell into my career. And I got into recruitment and worked in that space for 10 years, um, which I loved and and had some really great experiences. And it did really suit my skill set and my strengths, which was awesome. And then after having my second um, my second daughter, when she was about eight months old, I was I went back to work and was just traveling into the city and leaving, leaving. leaving home at like 7am and dropping the kids at daycare to pick them up at 6pm. And
0: mm.
1: then I was up all through the night feeding and <laughs> trying to get my daughter back to sleep. And, and I literally my business was born one night at 3am. And I was sitting there, like thinking something has to change. I was just sort of I'd really hit rock bottom. I was absolutely exhausted of being a mom and, and working um, in the corporate world. And I was tired and exhausted. And finding it really difficult and I literally came across on Pinterest these two questions that got me starting my business and those two questions were, what skills do I have to offer and what do people come to me for? Mm. And I sat there and and my baby had fallen asleep, thankfully, but I was too scared to put her in the cot that she would wake up so I was still scrolling Pinterest and, and it dawned on me, people always come to me for help with their career and, you know, getting a job because I'd worked in recruitment. I I knew what worked in terms of resumes um, and I knew I could help people with this. So literally the next day I told my friend at work, I was starting my own business doing resume writing and and that's how my business journey evolved. I did that um, for two years before I then reflected and I noticed myself starting to avoid some of the tasks that I was doing. I loved my business and, and then I only I loved certain aspects of it and other aspects not so much. And, and that's when I realized I did a, a skills audit myself of, of what I truly love in my business and what tasks are not lighting me up. And that's when I realized I, I love the coaching element because I'd always have like an hour consultation with my clients to learn about their careers. And, and I noticed intuitively I was able to help them Um, in that consult so I thought to myself what if I could do more of that and less of actually writing the resume even though I was really good at writing the resume um, but I found that's what I was avoiding um, and I had more of an impact in the consult so that's when I just started to upskill myself in life coaching and combined it all together so I combine my qualifications and training in life coaching marry that together with my recruitment experience and um
0: yeah, that's how I became a career coach. Amazing. So today I really wanted to get into talking about imposter syndrome because I see it within myself a lot of the time, but so many other women in business. Um, so I guess I would love to start by um, explaining what imposter syndrome is, but also after listening to your story, would you be able to share like when you first thought, well, you know, at 3am in the morning or whatever time was <laughs> you're feeding your baby and you're like, boom, I'm going to start this business. Did you suffer from imposter syndrome yourself? Mm -hmm. Not in that moment because
1: I was at at rock bottom. And this is what I find with a lot of people when they do make a big change is they've left it too late. I think the imposter syndrome would have been before then of changing careers and doing something different. All of that self-doubt and fear would have come in and stopped me. But when I made the decision, I was at that point, you know, like, at your wits end I was at rock bottom I'm like something has to change I cannot continue doing what I'm doing right now because I was just burnt out and it couldn't keep going the way it was going so it wasn't in that moment but it would have been there in the lead up and then it's definitely comes um as since running my business there's been many times where, where it has um come up for me
0: yeah wonderful and just for um the listeners who they? I mean, I'm sure they all know what imposter syndrome is if they're listening yeah. to the podcast. But just in case they don't, um, can you just clarify when we talk about imposter syndrome what that is?
1: Yeah. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So what imposter syndrome is, and and it's really like feeling like you're a fraud or a fake, or feeling, um, you know, not owning your success or, or where you've gotten to. Um, like not believing it or or thinking that it's real quite often, you know, you know, you get compliments from other people or they perceive you to be doing really well, but you don't believe that yourself.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that um, you would most likely see it in relation to people um, up leveling or pivoting their careers, but do you also see it in other areas of their lives? Absolutely, absolutely. So people, you know,
1: people that come to me, they are either changing careers or wanting to progress or up level. Um, and it can come in different, different forms. Um, and, you know, it, it really is, can be linked to that underlying fear of, of not feeling good enough at what you're doing. But I'd I'd love to share with you, and, and I found um I will reference where I got this information from. It was from verywellmind.com. but these five types of imposter syndrome. So I thought I'd, if you're happy for me to share them, because I'm sure that um when I read them, I was just like, oh wow, and I could actually see these coming through in people I know and and my clients in terms of the the different kind of um what would you call it like the um personas so we've got and I think you'd mentioned it as well we've got the perfectionist definitely you know um what's the interlaces with imposter syndrome so the perfectionist is really when they're never satisfied with their work they're always that feeling that it could be could be done better I've also heard the perfectionist known as actually the imperfectionist, because what they can do is actually always focus on the flaws and the imperfections. Mm. So, if you do resonate with a perfectionist, I would would challenge you to question well, are you actually an imperfectionist? Yeah. Mm. So, the other type of imposter syndrome is the superhero. This is the ones that push themselves to work so hard. So this hard-working mentality, yes, <laughs> I can resonate with this one as well. And to really make up for that feeling of, of inadequate or, or not feeling good enough. So they, they just work so, so super hard and, and push themselves extremely. So the third type is the expert. So always wanting to continue learning more and then never satisfied with their understanding.
0: Like even tick, tick
1: tick with yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm like>, oh. <"Uh-oh." laughs> then we've got the natural genius who will set really high goals, unachievable goals, and then feel deflated for not succeeding the first time round. So I kind of hear that self-sabotage pattern coming in for that for the natural genius there. Mm-hmm. And then we've got the soloist, um, which I can resonate with this one as well, who wants to do everything themselves. Um and rejects assistance or doesn't ask for help. So I've overcome that one, but I definitely can see that one of not reaching out and asking for help and that their self-worth is
0: really stemming from their productivity of, of what they're getting done. Yeah, I love that you explained all of those. It's really eye-opening because as you're explaining, I'm like, ooh, I can resonate with most of those at some stage in my life for sure. So I I think it is really easy as well to compare ourselves to everyone around us. And as you mentioned before, like from somebody looking in, it can look like that you that that person has it all. They're doing all the things and they've got all the confidence in the world um, and they're absolutely killing it in life and business. But chances are they also suffer with imposter syndrome too. So I have heard on um, other podcasts and interviews, some of the most famous people like Oprah saying that they have suffered with imposter syndrome regularly throughout their careers and life. Why do you think it is so common?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I can attest to this as well. And in in, uh, in my group programs, and I think I've read like seventy percent of people suffer with this. And I would even challenge that more people do.
0: Mm.
1: So why do I think it's so so common? Is um, you know, it, it's coming from a place of fear. So it's actually a fear reaction, a fear based reaction. And fear is normal. It comes up for everyone. There are universal fears. Like that feeling, that fear of not being good enough is universal. So Mm. everyone feels that at different times. And and the thing is that we can't actually eliminate fear. We can't completely get rid of it because it's, it's hardwired and inbuilt within us for good reason um so you know if you go back to caveman days we need fear to say to you know if there's threat to our life and and in this society um you know obviously there isn't as big a threat to our life anymore of, of being chased by a you know a bear or something however fear will come up for us not just as as a threat to our physical um life but also as a threat to our ego mm. So knowing that it's normal and fear comes up for everyone, mm-hmm. and it can then be this, this fear of not being good enough and, and us wanting to um, mm-hmm. you know protect our ego in that way. And I think that it's so common because of our society um, is, you know, we, for me, I'll speak of my experience um, and growing up in Australia specifically, um is like if you boast about your success you're seen as stuck up
0: or up yourself
1: or talking yourself up Mm. or for those that have heard of tall poppy syndrome it's very much a cultural a cultural thing
0: here yeah Australians really back the underdog and the quiet achiever and definitely Yeah. Yeah. I totally, totally agree with that. And I've had my own experience with imposter syndrome lately as well. Like, I mean, it, I mean, every time I launch a a program or a product or something like that, it always sort of creeps in because you have to go and sell the product and then you're hoping it's like as amazing as you feel it is and everything. But I also um, recently, I just sat my Um, end of year exams for my master's degree I'm doing a master's in applied science for acupuncture and last semester I finished with high distinctions and I've had consistent high distinctions all of this semester and then I sat the final exam and halfway like halfway through or just over halfway through it timed out I did not wasn't checking the timer and it just timed out and I'm like oh my god I didn't even get to finish the exam and then I was like devastated and I was oh my God, you're so stupid. And all of these thoughts just flooded my mind immediately. It was like, why are you even doing this anyway? Like, you know, you can't do this and you're so stupid. And my mind just completely forgot that every single result I've got prior to that moment was a high distinction. But in this time, I just felt like the biggest failure and I just had like that imposter syndrome just was rearing its head until I could sort of, pull the reins back and say, oh, well, what can I learn from this? A, check the timer on the exams next time, but B, what did I do well and and try to reframe all that? But I did notice for sure that a lot of limiting core beliefs um, definitely just popped up for me and, you know, you're not worthy, you're not smart enough, all of those kind of core beliefs that I've dealt with in the past. Um, Do you see this happen with your clients when they're suffering imposter syndrome do you see the correlation with those deep core beliefs and if so is there a common theme or a common belief you see come up in your line of work yeah 100 percent. and thank you for sharing your
1: experience Harmony I just want to acknowledge you for that um and <laughs> congratulations on your great results and achievements like all of those HDs is amazing oh thank you <laughs> And can I ask the end result, like how did you end
0: up go, even though that one timed out? Yeah, so literally only sat that exam on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> it's now Friday, so it was this week. We don't get our final marks until December. Um, I, ha- I did because I freaked out about it. I worked out that even if I was to get 0% in the exam that, you know, I'd be fine, like, <laughs> passing the, the subject. But it was still like a a massive knockdown you know going from yeah and as when that's why I was laughing when you're explaining the types of imposter syndromes and I was like yeah the one that always is like studying and also the superhero and a bit of perfectionism there I'm like oh bam they've all hit me
1: this week
0: yeah
1: yeah yeah. yeah, absolutely well that's great awareness that you do um have that they're coming up do you mind if I ask you a question Yes. Uh. <laughs> right, an easy one. With, when you do get that result, you know, you know
0: that you're going to pass that anyway. So how do you plan to celebrate? How do I plan? to ce- Well, first of all, I, at first, I didn't know that that was going to be my result. So obviously after I was like, holy shit, let me calculate where I'm at and if I'm actually, you know, and then I was like, oh, phew. So at first, to be c- completely honest, um, I didn't feel worthy of celebration. Like I was just like, shut that down that shit. I'm going to get straight into my work and business and try to work. Like I did the whole um, distraction type thing. Um, And then when I I told my husband and he's like, you've done so well. And congratulations, you've finished, you know, finished for the year. And it's amazing. You know, you should go and treat yourself to something like he was at work. And I was like, hell no, am I treating myself to something like I feel like a massive failure? I don't deserve that. So that was actually my immediate response. And it took me yeah, a little while until I could sort of just breathe through it and reframe it. Like I, I went back to my toolkit of what I know to do and what I would tell clients and try to reframe it and look what I've learned from it and all of those things. And um, now we will go and celebrate with a nice dinner or something with the family just yeah. to be like end of year but um yeah even my husband was saying you know you should share this experience with the kids too because it's a really great experience of expectations and of of learning from it and not everything you do you may perceive it as a failure but it's it's not you're still you've got to recognize all of the past effort you put Mm -hmm. in and and um yeah talk about that as well as talk about the fail failures or perceived failures because that's important learning. So it was a good family for the whole lesson. Yes,
1: absolutely. And I'm so glad you've got such a wonderful, supportive husband to point that out to you because at the end of the day, you finished your exams and that is so worthy of celebrating.
0: Yeah. And, and this
1: is what we don't do enough of. Mm-hmm. And, and that's one of which we'll get to, those key strategies yeah. of overcoming imposter syndrome of, of acknowledging yourself and celebrating yourself and and truly owning owning that
0: yeah thank you appreciate that and I deviated
1: from your question so I'll circle back to that one <laughs> um, but I just thought well the perfect opportunity of, of what you've experienced to really highlight highlight that strategy um so yeah core beliefs 100% like this is where it stems from um imposter syndrome I believe is that core belief that people have developed somewhere along the line and and whatever that belief is for them or that limitation that they've put on themselves is is normally linked to them not feeling worthy Mm -hmm. yeah so I'm sure you're aware that we have those imprint years of of zero to seven where all of our core beliefs are um, stemmed from and we're still walking around a lot of people are still walking around as full-grown adults with their seven-year-old belief
0: systems in place Mm, Definitely definitely and I think like we've we've mentioned it's it's a common phenomena this (laughs) imposter syndrome so and I'm sure that anyone who is listening to this podcast they're obviously interested maybe just to listen to something but I'm sure it's because it has resonated with them that they have suffered or are suffering with or perceived to be you know, doing some grand big things in the future where this may pop up. So are you able to give us some strategies to overcome imposter syndrome?
1: Yeah, 100%, 100%. And, and I've got like five strategies listed. um <laughs> Yeah. Awesome. So, but first of all, before I go into those strategies, well, well this is kind of one as well, is, is having that awareness. So really bring into your awareness, is this resonating with you? And if the term imposter syndrome doesn't resonate with you, then don't worry about it. Like that's just mm-hmm. one of these labels that it's been given. And and some people, um, you know, like to have that label to, to feel <laughs> like that it's normalised and they're not alone. Um, mm-hmm. But but knowing that, becoming aware of, of if that fear of, you know, not being good enough or not owning your success is coming up. So look for that awareness and then really acknowledge it, like acknowledge and accept that, yeah, this is coming up for me. And then it comes to taking action around that. And that's where I've got five different strategies um, that you can take action. So, you know, I wanted to give your audience some strategies that they can self-manage and and do themselves. The first one that I would suggest is, Gathering some evidence, and I would challenge you to find 10 things and write them down. You know, create a list of your evidence of why you are good at what you do. Mm,
0: Like that.
1: Yeah. Mm. And sit there and reflect and give yourself 10 minutes, 20 minutes to sit there and be like, well, why am I good at what I do? And if you can get to five, keep pushing yourself and get to that 10. The 10 might come easily, or you might need to keep pushing. And then keep looking don't give up until you get to that 10 and i would say even go further and get to 20 or 30 or whatever it is for you and and find that evidence for yourself and and keep a a bank an evidence bank and you know if it's business owners it might be testimonials could be a good example Hmm. or you know if you're in professional work it, it could be when someone's complimented you or you've received a nice email of thanks or you know you've obviously got different results or that you may have achieved but create start creating that evidence list um, for yourself so that's um that's the first one the other one is discover your superpower and strengths. so once you've got that list of evidence like that's going to be a great starting point to really figure out what is your superpower what are your strengths what is your natural genius zone what lights you up um and this is a you know in my self-discovery program i give people lots of worksheets and tools to be able to bring this to light for them some people it comes really easily to; they know themselves really well they know what lights them up they know what they're good at and then others it's gotten lost along the way so it's bringing that to the surface and really knowing what your genius zone is and then owning it so so number three strategy is celebrate your wins (laughs) like that yeah, Definitely. yeah even
0: all the small wins along the way it doesn't need to be a grand big win but we often it's very easy to overlook those small wins i think
1: yeah yeah 100 percent. and i've started doing this myself like some little silly things like i yesterday had an amazing coaching session with a client and, and really served him and witnessed an amazing breakthrough and once the call was finished I sat there and literally just went, yes, like, you know, no one knows I did that. Now everyone does because I've just told you all, but just being like, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to swear on your podcast, but like, fuck yeah, that was awesome. (laughs) I'm so proud of myself. And it's to myself, no one knows. And it's just acknowledging myself in the moment that that was awesome. I've just truly helped someone. Mm. Giving yourself that pat on the back.
0: Absolutely. It's a, that's a really good feeling. I know I, when I have some really great calls or um yeah, in my programs or just with clients in general, and I've got space in the day or at the end of the day and I take my dogs for a walk
1: yeah. and I'll
0: be, you know, even when I'm feeling overwhelmed, actually, just to remind myself, I'm like, take my dogs for a walk. And I start telling myself, you're doing well, you're, you're on track, you're where you're meant to be. You're doing awesome just that sort of self-appreciation because you can't expect everybody else to appreciate you if if you're not appreciating yourself and that's not how you're showing up in the world so yeah
1: exactly yeah listening to that self-talk and and changing it Mm. um and also um this wasn't one but I'm just adding it in like when people do compliment you accepting that Mm. a simple thank you like this one's huge for me because people would compliment me and I'd be like yeah but mm. I just got lucky or yeah I did really well but I had help it wasn't all me or yeah but insert excuse here <clears throat> so I'm really calling myself out on that and when someone compliments me it's just thank you yeah I appreciate that
0: yeah I've worked on that one yeah <laughs> that's yeah. Come up before for sure
1: and I'm totally aware of like I oh, my God, it's there and I want to say more, I want to minimise and I want to justify mm. and I'm just saying in my head, stop, no, accept, like, receive the compliment. Mm. Um, so another one of my strategies and or tips, in, and you've already touched on this, is look for the lessons. Mm. You know, the, the principle of there's no such thing as failure, only feedback. So it's not that you've failed, and with your example of your exam, it's not that you failed, even if you did fail. It's not, it's not failure. Look for the lesson and look for the feedback. Look for the growth opportunity. Absolutely. And the last one was reach out. Like reach out, talk to somebody, get coached or, or whatever type of um, support channel you tap into. There's so many people that can help you. So many people that if you if it is a case of needing to look at those core beliefs and, and where this is stemmed from and what's triggering you to, to bust that it can be bust busted. whilst I said we can't eliminate fear we can we can't eliminate fear altogether but we can overcome it for certain areas of our lives and yeah it's going to pop up in another shape or form um, and but it, if it's around imposter syndrome, you can overcome that. Mm-hmm. and we can change and, and bust um bust that belief and that fear linked linked to that
0: absolutely so
1: yeah get get help get coached um know that you're not alone and you don't have to do it on your own but there are strategies that you can do to self-manage and and that's what you know any good coach is going to help you with is being able to self-manage
0: um yeah so i hope that was helpful So helpful. I love the conversation. Thank you so much. And you, yeah, you brought so much insight for everyone listening for myself (laughs) on imposter, uh, imposter syndrome. So yeah, really appreciate you coming on and sharing all of your wisdom with us today. Where can everybody find you? So yeah, the
1: usuals, Facebook, Instagram, and I am on LinkedIn quite a bit as well. Um, So across those three platforms is Sally Watson Career Coach
0: or my website is simply sallywatson.com.au. Wonderful. And I'll put the link to your website in the show notes as well. So people can click straight over. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you so much. And namaste, everybody. Namaste. Bye. If you missed the intro and jumped straight to the episode, don't forget that my Ayurveda Alchemist program is open for enrollment via application. This program certifies you as an Ayurveda lifestyle and wellness coach and will help you up-level your health and wellness business. You'll gain access to the ancient wisdom of Ayurveda and graduate with a knowledge of how to incorporate this timeless wisdom and holistic framework into your business so that you can create greater impact and boldly step into the high-level practitioner you know you can be. If you are ready to uplevel your life and help transform the life of others by becoming an Ayurveda alchemist, head over to harmonyinspiredhealth.com.au and apply today. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and staying right to the end. Let's take our relationship a little further and connect in the world of socials. Follow me personally on Instagram at harmony.inspired.ayevada. My women's health clinic on Instagram is harmony underscore inspired underscore health, or join our Facebook community, the Ayurvedic soul sister tribe, reach out on any of those channels and let me know if you enjoyed the episode what type of episodes you would like to hear more of in the future or simply just swing by and say hi and don't forget to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode and if you listen on itunes please give us a five star rating so the wisdom shared in these episodes can be spread far and near thank you so much my friends from my soul to yours